Hey, you're so welcome to Open Arms Church. My name is Sean Booth. I am the pastor here. And, you know, last week we started our new series, Winning the War in Your Mind. And this is a series that I've been planning for a a number of weeks. And in fact, it's based on a, a book that I've been reading recently. And it is a fantastic book written by Pastor Craig Rochelle. And we we're going to have the link in the description below this so that you can Click into it and buy that for yourself. Really encourage you to purchase it, invest in yourself. It is an incredible book. And really the core message is this, change your thinking, change your life. I don't know about you, but I I need to change some areas in my life. And how I can do this is not through behavior modification, but in fact it's about changing my mind so that I can be transformed. In fact, we see in Scripture and Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. What does that mean? It means do not think as the world thinks. Do not act as the world acts. Do not behave as the world behaves, but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change your thinking, change your life. You know, this pandemic has created for so many people a mental battle and struggle in our minds and lives where we've seen even even the strongest has struggled. And what it's done is it in many ways it's it's brought to the forefront of the conversation mental health which is important but talking about mental health isn't really going to get us anywhere. Instead we need to be equipped. We need to be equipped in order to, to be resilient mentally in order to deal with what life throws at us. And so the question is, how can we be equipped? Well, as Christians, God has, has given us the tools that we can be equipped by. He's given us the tools and resources that are found in His Word, the life-giving Word of God, so that we can have a healthy mind. So the title of my message today is Take Your Mind Back. Take your mind back. You know what? It's time to take your mind back. For those of you who are struggling, feeling like the war is raging against you, you're battling in your mind, it's time to take your mind back. Maybe for those of you, maybe you've become a little bit lazy. You've let your defenses down. You've become indifferent towards the world and changing and transforming. It's time to take your mind back. For those of you who you want to just strengthen your mind, you're doing great, but you want to even do greater. It's time to take your mind back by hearing the Word of God, understanding the Word of God, and applying it to our lives. Do you ever feel like there's times where your mind just runs away from itself, where you're experiencing these all-consuming thoughts and this constant internal voice that's nagging away at you? Maybe it can be overwhelming thoughts that that are bombarding you in such a way that it just consumes your every waking moment. We see that studies reveal that we are bombarded by about 500 unintentional and intrusive thoughts every day. And on average, we see that each intrusive thought lasts around 14 seconds. So what does that mean? It means that around two hours a day, we are experiencing and hearing unintrusive thoughts uh, and unwanted thoughts that we do not want to think. And these thoughts can be incredibly overwhelming where it causes us to feel stressed, feel worried, feel worthless, 
feel depressed and down at times. It can cause us to feel full of shame and guilt. And these thoughts are often lies. Lies that come like a wave that completely distracts us and disrupts us. And for me, there can be many times where I experience this. In particular, it tends to come in in overwhelming times and stressful times. For example, you know, times where I'm feeling, you know, the weight of the responsibility at home and at work and it just gets on top of me and I have these intrusive and unwanted thoughts like, I'm not able. I'm a failure. You know what? I'm just good for nothing. Other times when I'm faced with uncertainty or maybe feeling out of control or maybe feeling like things are not happening the way that I thought they were happening and I begin thinking, you know, nothing ever works out. Or thinking, this always happens to me. What's the point? And almost taking on this victim mentality. Other times when I see some peers or other people in my life and I, I see you know, where they are compared to where I am or I see the, the experiences that they're having compared to mine and I compare and I compete with them and I begin having this thought that rises up from within me. You know what? I'm just not good enough. You know what? I'll never be good enough. Do you ever have any of these thoughts? Do you ever believe these lies? Maybe you're like, I've, I experience all of them every single day. You know what happens for me is this causes to disrupt God's plan for my life. In fact, it distracts me from who God has called me to be and what He has created me for. And what happens is when I, when I believe these lies, and they are lies of the enemy, as he's out to steal, kill, and destroy, lies to disrupt us, to distract us, for me what happens is it like it sucks the heart of gratefulness out of me. It sucks the, the memories of the blessings that God has, has done in my life and accomplished for me in my life. And what happens is I begin believing in every area because Oftentimes when we're having these intrusive thoughts in one area, it completely disrupts us from every area. I begin thinking, you know what? I'm not a good dad. I'm not a good father. Or, you know, I'm not a loving husband that I should be. Or I'm a bad friend. Or, Or I'm a poor leader. What happens is it begins to come into my mind and into my life, and at times I can feel downcast. I can get quiet. I can get internally minded where I almost come into myself and the, it, this, this battle of the, the mind distracts me from my present. It distracts me from enjoying what I have and what God has blessed me with. And in these moments, for all of us, we need to take our minds back. We need to take back control of our minds. We need to forcefully remove the lies of the enemy that we are facing and feeling and experiencing. And we need to replace them with the truth of God's Word. We need to replace them with the promises that God has spoken over us and to silence the internal voices so that we can hear the voice of God that he speaks over our lives and in our lives. Well, how do we do this? Well, to simply say, you know, well, stop thinking that way. Well, that's not really helpful, is it? Yes, it is important to firstly start by stopping, by removing the lie, but we need to start thinking differently. We need to start thinking according to the Word of God. We we need to actually, more importantly, become transformed by the renewing of our mind, by replacing these lies with truth. Truth founded on God's Word. So, 
In other words, what happens is, and how we can do this practically in our lives is, for, for example, when I am experiencing this, this weight of responsibility in, in home, in work, in all areas of my life, and I begin believing the lie that I'm not able. Well, I need to first stop, remove this lie, and replace it with truth. In other words, in Christ all things are possible. I can do all things through him who is my strength. I do not rely on self-sufficiency, the sufficiency of Sean, but the sufficiency that is found in Jesus Christ. You know what? This is tough, but Jesus will give me what I need to find a way to work this out. You know, another time when I'm faced with uncertainty and feeling out of control and just feeling completely frustrated and I begin believing the lie, you know what? This always happens to me. What's the point? What's the point in following God? What's the point in working hard? What's the point in planning for the future when all I face is things that are outside of my control? You know what? Instead, I replace this with truth. The Lord has a plan and purpose for my life. Plans to give me a hope and a future. My future may look bleak, but I believe that the best is yet to come for me, for my family, and for my future. This may be out of my control, but God is in control. This may be uncertain, but my certainty and my eternity is found in Jesus, my Lord, and my Savior. See what we're doing. We're experiencing the lie. We're stopping, removing it, and replacing it with the truth. You know, oftentimes I'm Sure, you're like me where I look around and I see others succeeding. I see others who are my peers and in relationship with and I begin comparing my life where they are compared to where I am, whether that's in my relationship, my career, or just me as a person. I begin believing the lie, I'm not good enough and I never will be. Well, instead, I'm replacing it with the truth that the Lord will provide for me. His word says, those who obey my commands and follow me will be blessed. You know what? I am blessed. I am favored. He will provide for me all my needs and give me my heart's desires. I will celebrate how God has blessed others and I will take joy in their gain rather than becoming selfish and full of enemy. For God has blessed me greatly and he will continue to bless me. No, I love this statement. You cannot defeat what you can't define. You know, we must first recognize the lies that we hear by both discerning them and then defining them so that we can remove those lies and replace them with the truth of God's Word. You know, Christianity, it's, it's not about behavior modification where I need to stop doing this, I need to start doing this. It's about life transformation. How do we become transformed? By the renewing of our minds. By removing the lie at the root and replacing it with the truth of God's Word. You know, last week we looked at the neural pathways that take place in our brain, that our brain is made up of all these neural pathways. And it means that every time that we think a new thought, we create a new pattern or a new pathway in our brain. It's like a, a mental trail that happens, that, that goes through our brain. And the, the experiences that we have, the thoughts that we think, they are all wiring and programming our brain in such a way where the constant repetition of the same thought in our mind becomes a pathway in our mind, like learning a language from a baby until a child, like, like learning a new skill, like driving a car. And what happens is the constant repetition forms this pathway in our mind that we begin thinking it 
without thinking it, sometimes automatically where we can just do something, and this thought becomes a belief. And what happens is the more we think a thought, the easier it is to think that thought. In other words, what can happen is maybe we have an experience where we tried something and we failed. We think in our mind, I tried that and I failed, and it becomes a constant thought that becomes a belief. Therefore, I will not try again because I do not want to fail. You know, maybe we have a particular physical attribute such as a protruding nose or, or ears that stick out or a visible scar. Maybe once we heard someone say that we're ugly because of it or we don't see ourselves as pretty as someone else because of it. And therefore, when we see a picture of ourselves, it's the first thing that we see and the thought that we have is, I don't look as good with that. What happens is that every time we see ourselves or see a picture or see ourselves in the mirror, we think this thought and it becomes a lie that we believe. And these thoughts, these neural pathways that are created by constant thinking become dominant thoughts in our mind and then they become a belief. And this can be great when it comes to good things, it becomes to truths that we want to hear and understand and believe, but they can be incredibly harmful and dangerous for us when they are lies that we should not believe. We're going to look at next week more about defeating these negative thoughts and negative patterns in our mind. But the good news is that through God's Word, He has given us power. Power to change and transform no matter what lie and pathway and pattern that we've been believing and mindset that we've adopted, we can be changed and transformed by the renewing of our mind with the truth of God. We see in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 and 4, the writer Paul, he writes, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What is a stronghold? Really, it's a dominant thought. It's a wrong pattern or pathway of thinking that's becoming a thought that we begin to believe. And how do we battle this in our mind? How, we, how do we win the war in our mind? Well, verse 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What does that mean? It means stopping thinking this way and start thinking a different way. It means taking a captive by removing these lies and replacing it with truth. Why does every thought matter? Because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. That strongest dominant thought that you have and, and how you're thinking and your thought pattern actually determines your life. If we want to change our life, we need to change our thinking. In fact, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 3 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. What we think determines who we become. You know, what we put into our mind will come out of our life. We see that every act that we take, every step that we take, every behavior we make originates in our thought life. It means that it comes from what we think. And we're going to look at a scripture today in, in looking at what we focus on and what we fix our minds on, found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And the context of the scripture is, again, written by the Apostle Paul. He was in under house arrest. He had been arrested 
for doing exactly what God had called him to do, which was preaching the gospel. But what we see that, even though he was taken captive physically, he was very much free mentally. Even though in his physical form he was under captivity, his, his mind was free. And he says this in verse 8. He says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. This is a time when he is under a struggle, a battle, both physically, all around him, mentally, emotionally. He's saying this thing. He's saying, don't focus on what is uncertain and outside of your control. Don't focus on the worst case scenario. Don't focus on everything that is bad, but instead focus on what is good. The New King James Version translates it like this. If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You know, many people think that meditation and mindfulness, it somehow originates from Eastern religion like Buddhism and it's, it's a thing that we should stay away from. But what we see actually is it originates from God's Word. We see that throughout the Bible, from the very beginning, we see characters in the Bible, godly people who are meditating on God's Word, who are meditating on truth. In fact, we see in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, that God instructs Joshua before he enters into the Promised Land, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you'll be prosperous and successful. We see the psalmist time and time again. In fact, in Psalm chapter 119.15, it says, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. What does that mean? He's saying, God, I'm going to focus on your truth. I'm going to train my mind to meditate, to fix my mind on the things of God. Again, Psalm 143, verse 5 says, I meditate on all your works and I consider what your hands have done. The definition of meditation is to engage in mental exercise, to focus one's thoughts. No, we see that the difference between Eastern meditation, oftentimes the goal is to fix our mind on nothing, to empty our mind so that we can come to a state of calm and control. But Christian meditation is not to empty our mind, but it's to fix our minds on truth. To fix our minds on what is good. To fix our minds, as Philippians 4 verse 8 says, on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. And think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And so we're going to do a very simple exercise together today where we're going to ask two questions that will help us to create new neural pathways with the purpose of removing the lies that we believe and replacing them with the truth that's found in God's Word. So we're going to ask these two questions and we're going to put these into practice and fix our minds on what is true and meditate on them daily so that we can change our thought patterns. Hey, you know what? If it's taken us 10, 15, 30 years to adapt and believe a, a truth that's a lie, or to have a certain pathway, a neural, path, a neural pattern in our, in our mind. You know what? It's not going to take a few days to get rid of it. It can, it can take a lifetime to bring change and transformation. But we see that our life is transformed by the renewing of our mind. So here's the first question we're going to ask. And I want to encourage you to ask this of yourself. 
You may need to think about this. You may need to maybe even pause this video or audio. You may need to think about these. But here's the first one. Think about what stronghold is holding you back. What thought pattern, what mindset, what negative thought pattern is holding you back from experiencing the life that God intends for you? Maybe it's believing a lie because You've come from a, a family or a household that's always struggled with finances and therefore you've always had lack of money and lack of provision and you begin believing, you know what, I'm always going to be in debt. Or maybe you adopt a poverty mindset and you believe I'll never have enough. Maybe you might think that for three years now I've tried to overcome this addiction. I've tried time and time again and yet I've failed. I'll never be able to overcome this. Maybe you come from a, a, a family that, that's always never had a priority in health and you think, I'll never be healthy. I'll never be the weight that I want to be because my family has never been healthy. Or maybe I'll never be able to go to college because my family never has. I'll never be smart because of my family, of my past, of my heritage. Maybe you think, I'll never be close to God or able to read the Bible in the way I want to or pray because every time I try to, it's like my mind just drifts away and therefore I've tried and I've failed and I'll never be close to God. Maybe you think I've worked all my life, worked to get ahead and yet I feel like I'm always behind. I'll just always have a job that is meaningless and that is beneath me. Maybe you think that I'll never be able to get married. I'll maybe never be able to find the person for my life, a partner where I can experience blessing through marriage. What is a stronghold that is in your life, the dominant stronghold that it's holding you back? So think about, I know that you may have 20 strongholds, but think about one right now, a dominant stronghold that's holding you back. And here's the second question. What scriptural truth from God demolishes that stronghold? What specific scriptural truth actually attacks and demolishes and removes that lie by replacing it with the truth of God? This is not just a truth that's in the world, that's, you know, a great phrase or a paragraph to believe. It's an anecdote or it's a parable. No, it's a truth that's empowered by God's Word because it's through God's Word that we're going to experience transformation and the renewal of our minds. So I want you to think about this and take some time to write out a truth that's very specific to the stronghold that you're experiencing. I want to encourage you, don't write a, just a sentence, but think about it, meditate it, take some time out to write a statement that brings up within you emotional energy that, that's able to take this thought pattern and demolish it in your life. I'm going to give you some examples in just a moment, and maybe you, this is something you need to practice. You need to take some time out later, but what we're first going to do is answer that question, what is the stronghold that is holding me back, and what is the scriptural truth that, is, that can demolish that stronghold? We're going to think about it. We're going to write it out or, or type it out. We're going to think about it. We're going to meditate on it by fixing our minds on it. Then we're going to confess it. We're going to speak it over our lives. We're going to confess it and speak it and declare it so that we can begin to believe it. It's not something that we'll do once and then it's done, but it may have to take every day, every time that that thought comes up in my mind that I'm 
I'm actually combating it. I'm coming against it with the truth that's found in God's Word. And what happens is we begin to create new neural pathways and patterns where God renews our mind with truth. So I'm going to give you some examples because I know you're like me and when you're, you're, you're asked to think of a certain thing, it's like you can't think of anything. And maybe, maybe you can think of a stronghold, but you can't think of a scriptural truth. I'm going to give you some examples and how this can be done. And maybe, maybe a stronghold for you is actually struggling in God's will and direction and purpose for your life. So this can be a scriptural truth to that struggle. You know what? In declaring this, writing this down, thinking about it, confessing it, and believing it, my life belongs to God. Daily I seek Him, and daily He directs my steps. I know His voice, and He leads me to His perfect will. This can be something that I confess daily, that I declare over my life. I believe, and I begin believing and creating new neural pathways to experience renewal in my mind. Here's some other strongholds that we can believe. Maybe a fear of lack of money. Here's a scriptural truth. Money is not and never will be a problem for me. My God is an abundant provider who meets every need. Because I am blessed, I will always be a blessing. I will lead the way with a rational generosity because I know it's truly more blessed to give than to receive. Here's another stronghold, a lack of confidence. My confidence is in Christ and Christ alone. Because His Spirit lives within me, I can do everything He calls me to do fighting lustful thoughts in your life. I'm not a slave to lustful thoughts because God has purified my mind. I will honor Him with my eyes and thoughts. My God is faithful. Even if I'm tempted, He will always give me a way out. Maybe you're finding comfort in alcohol. You declare this, when I'm stressed, I turn to God, not alcohol. I come to Jesus because He is what I need. In Him, I find strength and comfort. Maybe you're battling worry. Because of Christ, I'm not anxious about anything. I cast my cares in God because He cares for me. I have the peace of God dwelling in my heart and ruling my mind. You know what? Maybe you're just going to rob all of these. And these are going to be your scriptural truths to demolish the strongholds. Write it out. Think about it. Meditate on it. Confess it. Declare it. Believe it. And believe it and adapt it to your life. Why does this matter? Because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. If you don't control what you think, you'll never control what you do. It's time to take your mind back. Meditate on the truth. Fix your mind on what is true and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. Meditate on these things so that you may be set free. Focus your mind on the truth. I know for you, maybe, maybe you're thinking, you know what, I don't know where to start. I can identify and discern and define my stronghold, but I can't think of any scriptural truths. I, I can't think of anything to, to say and adapt to me. What I want to speak, some scriptural truths over your life that you can take, that you can believe right now in your heart and in your life and in your mind. Here's the first one. You are strong and mighty. You have the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwelling inside of you. You are a weapon of righteousness in a world of darkness. Here's another one. You are not your past. 
You are not what you did. You are who God says you are. He says you are forgiven. He says you are redeemed. He says you are free. You are not a hostage. You are unhealthy thoughts. The weapons you fight with are not the weapons of this world. You have divine power to demolish strongholds. You have the mind of Christ directing your thoughts. You have the word of God guiding your steps. Worry is not your master. You trust in God. His peace guards your heart, guards your mind, and guards your soul in Christ Jesus. Your God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Lord is your helper. You will not be afraid. You are not a slave to your habits. You are not a prisoner to an addiction. You have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God's light. Your God will bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good worth. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Not death, not demons, nor the present, nor the past, nor power on earth will ever able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus your Lord. That is just some scriptural truths that can demolish the strongholds in your life. Write these out. Think about them. Meditate on them daily. Confess them. Speak them out so that you will believe. Here's the truth. It's the truth that we face today. Most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. But here's the good news. The battle rages, but you have already won the war. Winning the war in your mind, you know what? You are, you are coming from a winning place. Christ has already overcome everything that you face. He has defeated every stronghold in your life. You just need to find the truth of God in His Word identify your strongholds and then find the scriptural truths that will demolish those strongholds in your life. I want to finish with prayer today and maybe you're thinking in your mind, maybe you've never actually given your life to Christ and maybe you always believe this lie that I could never be loved for who I am. I could never be accepted for who I am. I want to tell you today that Jesus loves you for who you are. He has created you on purpose and he's created you for good. He's created you for a purpose that he has planned to give you a hope and a future. And I want to invite you today to place your faith in Jesus Christ for he gave his life for you. Scripture says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. You will begin living a life, a new life from a new mindset knowing that I'm living from victory for Christ has defeated death and sin in my life. And here's what I want you to do. Repeat this very simple prayer with me. Declare this, confess this, believe this in your heart. Would you repeat these words with me and say, Jesus, I give you my life. I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I surrender to you and ask that you become the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Right now, as you make that decision, as you make that declaration, we are believing, as we're giving our life to Jesus, we're crossing the line from death to life. We experience new life in Him. I want to encourage you today, if you've given your life to Jesus for the very first time or recommitting your life to Him, I'd love for you to go to Open Arms 
www.ghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanaghanagh